Well, happy Friday. It is not just any Friday on the Speaking Form podcast today, though. This is a free form Friday. Big deal. It's Adam McNutt here alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Yes, Adam. Uh, it is a big deal. It's the fifth Friday in September. Where does the time go? No. Uh, in just a couple of weeks from this date, Adam and I will officially celebrate four years in the recording studio. Woo. October 8th, 2012 was our first podcast. Um, and so we're coming up on four years. Very excited about that. We won't be doing a special episode, but we will probably acknowledge it on the episode that drops that week. And my next plan for a special celebratory episode will be episode 300, which is closer than we may uh think because we're already on episode we're already a good way through the first uh 10 after 200 Mm -hmm. so um so just keep that in mind and today we will be we will be doing a hymn story as per usual and then um i have a mental floss article that we're going to look at about nicknames which by the way adam well I'm continuing this introduction. If you could, is there, are these monitors hooked up so we can pull that up? Um, it will be, yes. Okay. Yep. So we'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, you hooked we'll, up. We'll be good to go for that. So we'll be talking about the origins and nicknames. I thought that was a really interesting article. And then the moment that we have been waiting for, that we have been building. From roll. I think the first time I mentioned this to Adam, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast back then. Was back in April or May. Yes. And the the day has come for us to have our first Speaking For Him podcast taste test. And on this podcast, we will be taste testing chocolate deep fried Twinkies. (laughs) It's too bad that this podcast is not scratch and sniff. (laughs) All right. But before we get to the good stuff, well, all of it's good. I shouldn't say that. Before we get to that, though, we have a hymn story, and so Adam is going to share with us the hymn story of the hymn, Let the Lower Lights Be Burning. At one of D.L. Moody's meetings in America, he related the story of a shipwreck on a dark and treacherous night when not even a star was visible. A ship was approaching the harbor of Cleveland with a pilot on board. The captain, noticing only one light as they drew near, that from the lighthouse asked the pilot if he was quite sure that it was Cleveland Harbor as other lights should have been burning at the harbor mouth. The pilot replied that he was quite sure, whereupon the captain inquired, Where are the lower lights? Gone out, sir, replied the the pilot. Can you make the harbor then? asked the captain, to which the pilot answered, We must, sir, or perish. Bravely, the old man steered the vessel upon her course towards safety, but alas, in the darkness of the harbor mouth, he missed the channel. The ship struck upon many rocks, and in the stormy waters, many lives were lost. Then Moody made his appeal to his audience. Brothers, the master will take care of the great lighthouse. Let us keep the lower lights burning. Among Moody's hearers that evening was Mr. Philip P. Bliss, the well-known hymn writer, and the striking story at once suggested to him one of the most popular hymns. Brightly beams our Father's mercy from his lighthouse evermore, but to us he gives the keeping of the light's along the shore. The chorus goes along like this, where it says, Let the lower lights be burning, send a gleam across the wave. Some poor, fainting, struggling seamen, you may rescue, you may save. 
And as I have said before, I really enjoy these old hymns. And um, so I hope that you enjoyed that hymn story. Um, I think it's, it's very interesting to hear the origins of the hymns and it just makes you appreciate them even more. And I hope that you will uh, enjoy hearing this and that next time you sing that hymn, whether it be in church or at a, at a home hymn saying it will make you think of this and give you a greater appreciation for it. And that um, the source material for that is on PlymouthBrethren.org. We will have the link to that article on our podcast as per usual. Um, especially for these Freeform Friday episodes, you want to make sure that you are looking at the blog post because that's where we stick all the links for the special content we have for you on these episodes and as always if you have a hymn that you would like us to feature next time uh, please let us know I think actually the next Reform Friday is uh, December so we will have kind of a New Year's Eve probably a little bit of a New Year's Eve type theme very cool um, along with some of the other fun stuff Um, we'll probably put maybe put a bunch of holiday stuff in there but if you have anything that you'd like to add to that show just let us know use the contact information that we'll play at the end of the show all right well adam if you could turn that monitor towards me a little bit more we're going to look at this um article and i'm just going to well, well let's start with adam was there any nicknames on this article that the story particularly um, was interesting to you as you're scrolling through there? Um, I The first one really jumped out at me. It says, why is Dick from Richard? And I always wondered that. I'm like, how in the world do you even get anywhere near there? Because Richard doesn't start with a D. It ends with a D, but I don't know, it always confused me. So it says the name Richard is very old and was popular during the Middle Ages. And in the 12th and 13th centuries, everything was written by hand. And Richard nicknames like Rich and Rick were common just to save time. Rhyming nicknames were also common back then, and eventually Rick gave way to Dick and to Hick, while Rich became Hitch. Dick, of course, is the only rhyming nickname that stuck over time, and uh, it, it really stuck as people at one point in England, the name Dick was so popular that the phrase every Tom, Dick, or Harry was used to describe every man. So not only do you know the nickname now and why it came to be, but also you know why that's saying every Tom, Dick, and Harry. So, Okay. Um, Adam, if you can scroll down for me there. Um, uh, I think, um, uh, I will go with this one. Number five on the list, um, says, uh, why is Chuck from Charles? Dear Chuck was an English term of endearment, uh, in Shakespeare in Macbeth, he used the phrase to refer to Lady Macbeth. What's this have to do with Charles? Not much, but it's interesting. However, Charles in the Middle Ages was Chuckin, and that's probably where the nickname was born. So, so that that is kind of interesting. And then, Adam, why don't you read the Ted from Edward one? The name Ted is yet another result of the old English tradition of letter swapping, which, if English wasn't confusing enough already... Since there were a limited number of first names in the Middle Ages, letter swapping allowed people to differentiate between people with the same name. It was common to replace the first letter of a name that began with a vowel, as in Edward, with an easier-to-pronounce consonant such as T. Of course, Ted was already a popular nickname for Theodore, which I actually never knew that, which makes it one of the only nicknames derived from two different first names. 
So interesting. So there you go. So that's why next time you meet yeah. an Edward, call him and Ted. Actually, this article, which is from Mental Floss, which is where we get a lot of these articles mm-hmm. that we talk about on Freeform Fridays, um, has some that I did not even know were nicknames for each other. Like, I didn't know that Peggy was the nickname for Margaret, and we won't go into that today, but that's just one of the other interesting things you can find in this article. And we will get to that. Well, we will put that on the blog so that you can get there on your own time and and find out more about these nicknames because I think those are very fascinating. It's kind of interesting for me because um, until I was 13, I went by Andy. And then when oh. I turned 13, I said, I want to be Andrew from now on. <laughs> Andy was my given name. And so most people have respected that. There are people that have known me since I was a little boy that still call me Andy, usually older relatives, and I let them get away with it. <laughs> and then I have one particular friend that was a coworker of mine, and she always called me Andy, and I have no idea why, because I always, when I got my job at Right to Life, I introduced myself as Andrew and never was anything else. But um, it, it still is kind of nice because we had a special relationship, and so, again, I let it slide. If I like you, you can call me Andy. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I, I bet after Toy Story came out, people had fun with that. Well, it's interesting. I don't remember that, that really coming up, but at the same time, I think it was only a couple years previous to that that I had made the decision to go by Andrew. So, yeah, the, people probably would have made a bigger connection if I was still going by Andy at that point um, because that was 95 and I was... 13 and 92. Keep in mind, I'm quite a bit older than you, Adam. So. <laughs> um, Just much wiser. Uh, I don't know about that. You <laughs> should check with my family. Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, so there's that. Make sure that you check out that article on nickname. I just thought that was a lot of fun. Um, and Adam, and if you want to hear Adam's nicknames, uh, there is a episode in the archives with Chris and Emily, like probably two months in, yeah. where... They went through a litany of them. Most of them I hadn't heard before. Oh, boy. I think that that timed out to be a 50-minute show. That was a fun episode. (laughs) It really was. 49 minutes was just the nickname. Yeah. (laughs) And then a minute to Uh, say goodbye. So, But anyway, that that was fun. So uh, you will find the link to that nicknames article on the blog, so make sure that you go back to it. All right. Um, We have a story that we want to share with you. Adam, could you read the, the news story? underneath there and then we'll play the video that goes with it absolutely um at last check the picture had more than twenty four thousand likes on social media and is now making news across the country what is that you ask well that picture shows an fsu football player sitting across the lunch table from an autistic student making sure he didn't eat lunch alone the player is star wide receiver travis rudolph the student is Bo Paskey. What's cool is, is this kid was just sitting at a lunch table by him himself. That's not the cool part. What was neat is when the football player surprised him because the sixth grader was such a big fan of his. And Travis Rudolph got word of this and said, all right, I'm, I'm going to come down and, 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 I'll, and I'll, I'll surprise him at school and, and I'll sit with him. So uh, the sixth grader was sitting all alone and all of a sudden he walks in and uh, Paskey, the sixth grader, said, I was just so psyched that all of a sudden he came in. So... His mom got a picture of him and uh, the boy and the football player at the table. Mom posted it on Facebook, and now it's gone absolutely viral. And um, the boy's mother was just so overwhelmed with just joy because not only did his son get to meet a football player that he's, he's a fan of, but also 
uh, you know, he didn't have to sit alone that day. And actually, I believe, if I remember correctly, that his mom got sent the picture from a friend of hers that worked at the school. Oh, really? Or something like that. So imagine being that mom and realizing that your son was getting that opportunity to be treated normal by someone of that stature. And the interesting thing was, and it shouldn't take this to make us sit up and take notice, but mm-hmm. once that happened, more people uh, were sitting next to him and and engaging with him. And we'll hear more about that as we play this video. pop up. We'll edit this out. This picture now has more than 24,000 likes on social media. It's making news across the country. It shows an FSU football player making sure an autistic student does not eat alone. That player, star wide receiver Travis Rudolph, and the student, Bo Paskey. Bo Paskey has become an instant celebrity at Montfort Middle School. It's so awesome. The sixth grader was sitting all alone at lunch Tuesday when FSU football player Travis Rudolph walked over and asked if he could join. And I was just so psyched, like like an FSU football player just just came and sat with me. We just started off having having a good conversation, you know. He has a great convo and a great kid overall. This picture has gone viral, shared thousands of times. Bo's mother posted it to thank Travis Rudolph. Something that seemed so, I'm sure, small to him was just, I mean, really life-altering for me. Bo was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. His mom is overwhelmed with messages she's received from the parents of autistic children all over the world. She hopes this speaks to all parents and children. If you see somebody that's sitting alone, if you see somebody that's kind of isolated from a group, to just hey, say, hey, you want to come sit with us? Wednesday, Bo enjoyed his chicken salad sandwich at a lunch table full of friends. I just want to say that to all the kids, thank you so much for, for, for believing in me. That, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's what life is about, and uh, I couldn't be prouder of this Florida State football player, Travis Rudolph, and he, he's not some bench warmer either. He's one of their star players, Mm -hmm. and for him to, to make a difference in this kid's life, I just think that's, was a really cool story and something that was worth sharing, and then when he realized that it went viral and when he got the message from from Bo's mom about how much it meant he was in tears and he said I want to stay in this kid's life if she wants my cell phone number she can have it because I want to stay in his life so I thought that was that's awesome really great so it wasn't just about a photo op because a lot of times when when people see stories like that they get cynical and they say well he was just doing that because somebody was taking a picture but apparently neither Bo or the player were aware that a picture was being taken They were just doing life. All right, well, we have one more fun video to share with you. But before we do that, uh, we're going to do something that we've never done before on the Seeking for Him podcast. And the audio quality may suffer a little bit as we logistically (laughs) pass the Twinkies. I don't know what you're talking about. But 
we are going to try these deep fried All right. chocolate Twinkies straight from Walmart. So I am going to take the Twinkie and try not play by to, play. Try not to get the mic dirty. Yeah, you're good. All right, let me try. Hopefully, they're they're not too cold now. Mm. And real quick, before I try one, I have to say there's three ways you can cook these things. One, you can do it in a regular oven. Two, you can do it in a toaster oven. Or three, you can deep fry them. Now, mind you, these are already deep fried. <laughs> so the idea of double deep frying? Double deep frying them. Kind of intense. And then you cool them off on a big stick of butter. By the way, I just have to say I took my first bite. Adam, go ahead and take All right, it. here we go. Ooh. I feel like my heart's going to look like this after. All right. Ooh. Oh, my word. You know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we might be able to end the show here because this is a high note right here. Oh, my goodness. That is way better than I was expecting. I'm not going to lie. Mmm. Oh. That is really good. Adam's going to have a little weight problem after this. They are probably way better than regular Twinkies. They're really, they're really good. They are. Give, give a visual. Mmm. Oh, that's I'm getting an award in radio for professionalism here. Wow. There's, um, like, chocolate coating over the top, I think, and then it's, it's over the deep fried part, and then there's an actual Twinkie, and then it's chocolate filling in the middle. <laughs> mm, that's really good. I mean, it is. It is. I... I have a feeling that Adam will be will be oh. microwaving the rest of the box <laughs> after the show. <laughs> There's three ways you can cook them, and I didn't realize it, so I had to microwave them. I made a fourth option. But it still was really good. It was good. It's true. <laughs> so. Oh, man. In the opinion of those on this show, the Speaking Room podcast, the deep fried chocolate Twinkie oh, a winner. with chocolate cream is a winner. So. That feedback that you've been waiting for for so many months mm. is now in, and these Twinkies are awesome. Mm. A little whipped cream would just top it off. So as as we are um, enjoying the taste of these Twinkies rolling around in our mouth, <laughs> we want to share with you one final video, and Adam, I don't know if you got a chance to watch this video beforehand. I did. <laughs> but either way, I mean, both of us have seen this video then. But as you listen, you will find that whether you've seen it or not on the internet already, you will find it very funny. So let's give this a listen. Guys, welcome in. Excited to have you. We're going to get right to the point. We've seen you guys on YouTube. We want to sign you to a Christian music record deal. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. How's that sound, huh? Yeah, first of all, let me just say I love the diversity. Yes. Love what you guys are doing here. It's really going to connect, resonate with our audience. Listen, if you want Christian music radio airplay, we know the formula. It's real simple. Dirt roads, trucks, multiple uses of the word girl. Well, that's, that's <laughs> Oh, shoot, that's country music. Christian music song formula. Three chords, simple rhymes, vague struggles, boom. Hit song. <laughs> you ever been flipping through the dial and you come across a song and you're like, that just that just sounds Christian. Christian chord <laughs> charts, even easier. A, D, G. It's the holy trinity of Christian music. Lyric writing is even easier, you guys. Oh, yeah. You always got to start with a vague struggle, all right? A hard time. Geographical references. Yeah. Storm, <laughs> valley, desert. You got to throw in some vague Christian terms and just connect them randomly. Make it really predictable. Watch this. Seek his face, mercy. Grace. Feel his love, ah. bless from above. <laughs> we could sell that to Casting Crowns or Sanctus Real 
right now. <laughs> I'm thinking about writing more honest lyrics, stuff from the heart. Okay, John Mark McMillan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You ever heard of the song Howie Loves? The Tomlin version? The Crowder version. The Mercy Me version. Oh, the Carrie Joe version. The, the Jeremy Camp version. <laughs> the Passion version. Exactly. McMillan writes from the heart. No one's ever heard of him. If it wasn't for that sloppy wet kiss line, he'd be at the Passion Conference right now. We just like to be more vulnerable in our lyrics. You know, talk about real issues. Okay, like not reading the Bible enough? Like not balancing work and family well? No, like real issues, like addictions. You can only mention your struggles in an abstract type yes. way. Drowning, sinking. Rain, rain on my face, that's from the smash hit Flood. Ever heard of it? Waves crashing. Uh, I don't know, this is a big one. Oceans? Checkmate. Basically, you. all you need to know is more water references. Have you ever heard of, I am a friend of God, he calls me friend. Boom! Dove Awards, Family Christian Bookstores. Want to be on the poster? Sign the paper. Thank you. This says our band name is Cross Trainers. Yeah, uh, we like your name, but it didn't really resonate with our audience. We changed it to Cross Trainers. It's like a mainstream mm -hmm. play on words. Get it? It's a uh, hashtag, hashtag relevant, if you will. Guys, we have merch for you already. You're going to love it, okay? We got t-shirts, we got coasters, we got a mug, we've got a fedora. Also, before we go any further, you guys are voting for Hillary, right? Okay, this says we have to include <laughs> chains being gone, laying down burdens, and darkness to light in every song. Every song. Yeah, we kind of, at this point, just kind of given up on reaching non-Christians. So we put out a Christian album, then what? Uh, you're going to put out a Christmas album, live album, a worship album, and the greatest hits. Bazinga. That's a heck of a career, if you ask me. And if anything goes wrong, one of you guys can join the newsboys. In the industry, we call them the revolving doors. Okay, you know what? Actually, I don't think that this is... Hold on, wait, hold on. Just Hear us out. Hear us out. Okay, we'll get you guys in the Dove Awards. Huh? Uh, I don't know. You ever heard of Winter Jam? We'll get you a starring role in God's Not Dead 3 featuring the Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Okay, okay, wait. We'll let you remake Good Good Father. Oh, oh my god, god. we love that song. Yeah, love it. Here we go. We'll take this <laughs> All so right. One of those videos, I don't know whether to laugh or to cry. That, <sighs> I just thought that was so funny. I heard it featured on a couple other um, podcasts I listened to, but they never played the whole thing. So I'm like, I'm going to find it, and if it's reasonable length, I'm going to play the whole thing because it sounds so funny. So, um, so anyway, I just hope that you enjoyed that laugh. Obviously, it's satirical. Um, obviously I think a, a little bit more highly of Christian musicians than the people in that video, <laughs> uh, but it was just, it was just, it made me chuckle. And so I wanted to share it with you as a moment of levity and, uh, in this week's podcast. All right. Well, I think that's about all we have for you this week. And so Adam and I are going to go eat some more Twinkies <laughs> and we will see you next week. So have a great weekend eat more Twinkies, and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at Facebook.com slash Speaking For Him and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. Music